Hi, you're watching or listening to the Black Bi Reality Podcast for Black Bi baddies and those who love us. I am here because we're starting um, another another uh, playlist for a very different kind of show called Cruel Summer Season 2. And I am not going to be recapping this alone. I have Alicia here a writer and poet, an artist from Brooklyn, New York. She is a queer non-binary femme who loves working on their book, matcha lattes, cartoons, and Afrofuturism. And honestly, the spooky oogie. This is why we're covering Cruel Summer. Um, hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Great so, intro. Thank you. Cruel Summer is not explicitly black or queer. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not. It's well, not. I mean, this season we have a black main character. Yes. And I think I think we should really uh, talk about like how whether or not they're writing her in a way that's working or not or that's true or not that feels realistic yeah. as a black femme or not yeah. but um but should we give like honest, oh mm -hmm. to be honest we watched the first season which was very white but like <laughs> very straight too but we were into it because alicia i think you more so like like i said the spooky ooky a mystery to dive into yes i do i do like a good mystery and you know it's it's the kind of show that you can't you can't take it to heart. Like you really can't take it to heart. If you do, you're not gonna enjoy it. So it's just like a sleazy summer show to like wet your juices a little bit. That came mm -hmm. out too sexual, but you know what I mean. Like it's so sexual. I did not mean it that way. I meant like wet your your television oh, appetite okay. for the for the summer, basically. Like it's a it's um yeah, and I think I think like something we should uh another thing we should make clear about the show is that like every season there's a different mystery. So the yeah. and it takes it usually takes place in the 90s. So it's it's uh it's kind of like a ode to 90s nostalgia, but it's also um playing at certain like 90s stereotypes around horror movies. So if you're you're into horror movies like me, like and if you watch this show, you'll notice like some ways that they are calling back to like, I know what you did last summer or like things like that. Like it kind of has, it, it feels like it's paying homage to those things, but not, yeah. um, not in a way where it's repeating those tropes. Yeah. Well, not in a way where it's repeating those storylines basically. Yeah. And um, we're both 90s babies. These people yeah. will be a little bit older because I was eight. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, um, they're the they're the cool kids we were looking up to at the time who could do a little bit more than we were. Exactly, and and there's three timelines that are also accompanied by three terrible filters. Uh, the terrible filters. I think <laughs> yes, two summer ones, just regular, <laughs> angular. But um, yeah, I actually. I, I will give myself a pat on the back because I rewatched these and created a timeline. And okay. I can 
Yeah, so I can um, narratively say what happens in every timeline if need be, but we also can just do a recap of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, yeah, first we should, like, let them in on, like, what the timelines are yeah. and, like, what the filters are, too. Um, and we could even talk about, like, the use of, of filters as well, because... Really? Yeah. I actually color-coded my notes to the color oh, filters. <laughs> nice. Keep them straight. I'm so proud of myself. Okay, so <laughs> the first timeline we have is July 16th, 1999. Megan's mom, Debbie, invited a foreign exchange student. Well, not even exchange, because she's just coming here, mm-hmm. uh, to stay with them for the year in July. Uh, Megan's super aggy <laughs> about this, Um she has a friend named Luke, but Debbie says female friendships are different. Um, Debbie and Lily seem to be so happy that she's here. Um, Isabella comes. She looks so much like Scary Spice with these. She does. That's something I often, so like Isabella is like the cool black girl that kind of embodies uh all the things that Megan is not (laughs) yeah like she seems like very like like sex positive she has cool style she's um she's confident she she's like well uh traveled well cultured well traveled Mm -hmm. yeah like she she's got it going on Mm -hmm. um and she also doesn't give a fuck what people think about her, which is a big uh, thing to remember, right? Like the way that she seemingly like does is moving through this world and does not and is disrupting things and doesn't mm-hmm. care what people's reactions are to her disruptions. Yeah. And um, yeah. Which, to be fair, it's easier to be like that when you're constantly in an exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Megan, she was always raised in this very small town where like world word travels fast when anything right. happens so right. it's kind of understandable that she's in this it feels like she's she's just so yeah in her own world and so in herself right um, and it's not great with change yeah i mean that's a very nice way of putting it because <laughs> megan I, I, she's a tough character. So, so thank you for bringing in that compassion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so eventually, um, we also see, I made sure to get little details for our, uh, for our theories coming up. So Megan goes through Isabella's stuff. Wait, I feel um, like we're jumping the gun. <laughs> so. Because the show, um, isn't, chronological but that's why so i was like should... i was thinking of going chronological because oh, you want to go chronologically yeah okay. yeah I, I, okay. that's why i written out the notes to be like to i think it will also help us theorize a little bit better well i well i also thought maybe we should just uh give like a quick overview of what each timeline is so like one is july one is like the end of the year yes. like um, just a quick description one is i mean December. so so I think all of these might kind of fall around the same date mm-hmm. of different years. So yeah. the first one's July 16th. The next one, I think, is December 15th, 1999. Mm-hmm. And then the last 
green timeline is July 16th, 2000, which I think is the ugliest filter timeline. <laughs> I think the ugliest filter is the second one, which is that weird blue timeline that's really, really dark. No character is lit well. It's mm-hmm. very obscure. Yeah. 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 I think my mind can be like kind of okay with it because it's the winner. Winter is blue in your in your memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of like it's a lot of white. I feel like I don't know. I feel like in art, winter's often blue. Mm. Yes. I mean I okay. I okay. I, I personally feel like the blue is, is too heavy handed. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's a jarring switch, especially. Well, I think all of it's heavy handed. (laughs) (laughs) And they are all heavy handed, but to switch from like the first timeline, which is, you know, kind of regular colored, Mm -hmm. more naturally colored to Mm -hmm. the second timeline that's blue. Like they often jump from the first to the second a lot. So that switch is very jarring. Yeah. Um, but then blue to green doesn't feel as jarring to me than natural color to blue, you know? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. this is like a midnight blue. Like, it's not like, a, it's not like a Smurf blue. It's not like a sky blue. It's like an indigo, like, nighttime blue. <laughs> we cannot keep going on about this filter. Yes, yes, yes. But, <laughs> but yeah, I feel you. So... Okay, now that we have three timelines, can I go deeper into the first one? Yes. Okay. So uh, she goes through um, Isabella's things, the audacity, but she does find something interesting. She finds a summer, she finds a floppy disk that's labeled summer 1998. And then she has her passport full stamps, which we know this, but... That's a very interesting tidbit that we have not seen much more on. Um, Meanwhile, the adults. um, (laughs) Debbie. (laughs) Debbie works um, for Steve, it seems, and tells Steve that this Northland project is high risk, but he thinks it'll bring business to the town year round. And he's getting investors. They work in um, a developer business. So... That's that's his goal. Um, meanwhile, uh, the kids go to the bloom where there's like blue luminescence in the ocean. It made me think of Stardew Valley. <laughs> little like, um, I think it's like squids or not squids, jellyfish. Jellyfish come. Um, everyone is drinking, but Debbie doesn't. She does not drink. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella later asks, Debbie, um, oh, no, 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 she asks Megan, are you okay if I hook up with Luke? I think she already senses that, like, there might be something between them, which I don't honestly know how she gets that. They do, you know what they do? They fist pump each other so much. <laughs> do you do <laughs> Fist pumping must be a, a code for sexual tension, I suppose. <laughs> it, it's such, like, <laughs> Hey, dude, like, even though we know that um, Megan is, like, applying for colleges, so they have to be seniors, it very much feels like freshman year 
like over the summer everyone hit puberty and like uh the friends that you used to only be like they're boys and they're my friends now it's like oh I might think you're hot it has that mm. energy but it's like their senior year no yeah it's senior year no that makes a lot of sense now now I'm curious like when you were in high school how did you greet your friends because I'm wondering if this is also a 90s thing right oh. or like because I could see it being fist bumping or high-fiving those being like a 90s greeting for friends because going to high school in the 2000s everybody just hugged exactly like everyone, everyone just hugged yeah I wonder what it is now but it's not like that kind of fist pump that like we know or a fist bump it's like they're doing it to each other's shoulders they're like hey mm. bud like like I feel like they're about to call each other like hey squirt you're doing well squirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird like almost from elder to like subordinate kind of move but they keep doing it to each other like it's that's weird normal. I actually don't see it as like an elder to, to subordinate okay. I see it as like I mean I could see why it's it's read that way for sure but I kind of see it as like as an awkward like I don't know what to do with my hands right now like I want to touch this person but I don't Got know it. how so I'm just gonna like like it's like an awkward thing that people that sometimes white people <laughs> do I feel it might be a white thing yeah it might be um <laughs> we can move on yes <laughs> okay so um yeah then uh Megan she lies she's like yeah it's okay you can flirt with him and then she goes off and does so and she looks so sad um at the end of this timeline uh, Megan and Isabella make it home, and Megan apologizes for going through her stuff. Okay, first of all, the racism. Like, why are you going through homegirl stuff? Like, why are you going through, like, why? And she's acting like this is the first time she's seen a cool black person before, or just a black person. Well, there is another black person in the show, which we will yeah. get to later. Yeah. But she... Like, I don't know, the microaggressions, right? Okay. Like, why are you going through her stuff? I That's think... not weird to you? <laughs> oh, it's weird. It's weird. I didn't think racism right off the bat. What I thought, what I think... Wait for whatever that was. Okay. Oh, well, you I... can hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I thought you couldn't hear the... Because when I was on Zoom the other day they couldn't hear the train so i just thought oh well i can't i hope that doesn't okay it's okay we could just like pause and then cut around it but um okay so my thought was because when they brought when she brought up oh megan you love mysteries here's this mystery book and like we know later that Megan codes and does shady stuff. I think she's just in people's business. And then she's like, who's this stranger I don't know about? Oh, I'll just look through her stuff. Like, I think Megan has no boundaries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This, this time it's not racism. It is no boundaries. But <laughs> other times I think <laughs> this time it's no boundaries. Okay. 
that's what I think the writers are doing. Which writers don't mm-hmm. always keep in mind that oh, when they you definitely do not a certain storyline and then you put a black person in it, it changes a few things. Exactly. It changes yeah. the context of things, right? Yeah. It changes how things are read. But okay, we can make it no boundaries this time around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So now we're in the blue. We're in December fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Um, they're good friends. Um Megan They're best. Does- friends besties we're ride or die what july to december is like what five six months yeah five months yeah you could do that you could become best friends in five months i think at their age yes they can do that also (laughs) let's let's think about isabella here because we haven't gotten to all of it but i think isabella has a habit of I see someone who I want to be my best friend and I'm going to make do it happen. what I got to do. So I'm not very surprised. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, it's the, the fascination that she has with Megan is absurd to me. Like, do you think it's just because they live together and she's just like, I have to make this person my best friend because we are now in the same home? Mm-mm. Because this is, this is also something I did not bring up in my recap, but in the original time, no, 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 is it in the original timeline? It might have been another episode. Ooh, I'm starting to get mixed up. But, okay. yeah, let me look, because I don't want to do spoilers for someone who mm-hmm. uh, has not gone beyond. Yeah, it's not this episode. It's next episode. All right, so I'll stick to this. <laughs> but, like, um, I, for personal reasons um, and non-spoiler details, I think it has little to do with Megan. We're kind of in a you, Joe Goldberg situation in season mm. one where I think he's playing out his own thing, and it was very little... It was very much not about Beck <laughs> being great and fabulous. Like, but yeah. So we're comparing Isabella to Joe. In my perspective, yeah. <laughs> this is a big statement. This is a big statement. It's a theory I have. Like, I think, yeah, I think okay. there's some signs pointing to it. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. I can see that. I can actually see that, but no spoilers. I mean, I love her as a character. Like, absolutely. I'm still, if some people can root for Joe. She definitely has, (laughs) yeah. I mean, well, let's keep going, because I want to make sure I'm staying within this episode. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, yes. Uh, Megan got the scholarship to University of Washington. They plan to get into some trouble in winter break. Everything's so celebratory. So then Luke and Megan are making out, celebrating her acceptance. He talks about her becoming a famous coder one day, which I don't think there's such thing as a famous coder. <laughs> <laughs> These kids don't know that. It's but also the year 2000. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's right It's right at Y2K. Like, the internet is just about to pop off. And also, we forgot to mention that in the blue timeline, Luke and Megan are now lovers. 
Yeah, they were making out. I said that. <laughs> but we didn't say that they're partners now. Oh, okay, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I will. He jokes about something. I don't remember. But, yeah, they're they're totally in it. In it to win it right now. Even though we thought he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> the first time yes. me, I, I watched, I was like, oh, gay bestie. Right. And then they started kissing. I was like, oh, this is not the story I thought we were going to get. Maybe he doesn't know yet. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Debbie congratulates Megan. She says that she will be the first Landry woman to go to college. And we also get a glimpse that Debbie is behind on bills. So, that just yeah. shows where this family is coming from. Uh, meanwhile, business, business, truly the least interesting thing to me, but I know it's going to come into play somehow. Um, <laughs> investors fell through. And mm. Northland Project, uh, Steve said he thought it was going to be a way for them to recoup money. So they got to find something else. And Debbie makes a whole joke of use your charisma all these ladies in this small town yeah. they want you and they're making out which in the parking lot small it, town everybody's all up in your business and they just making out it must be an open thing though it has to be an open thing because they go to a party later but like but it's so wild i hate when shows and gossip girl did this where they have two high school characters like, will they, won't they? And then their parents, apparently. <laughs> also, so it's like, what is happening here? And everyone's cool with it. Wait, 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 wait. Steve is Luke's dad. Yeah. You never, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't put that together? <laughs> you didn't put that together? No, I, I. No, I, I think I'm just not realizing that she was hooking up with his dad. I hate when they do that. That's weird. Also, in, something that creeps me out once a year is that in Clueless, um, the stepbrother, they become yep. <laughs> boyfriend yep. and girlfriend. But it doesn't matter because they were. But it doesn't like, matter. Like so many like ways to make it work. But yes, it's but yeah, so creepy. They love doing it. But we'll also later see that um, Debbie and Steve have very different thoughts about their children being together. Um, mm. So Megan and Luke, they are getting it. They're getting it at the lake house. They're they're so excited about her acceptance. They're about to make a baby. But then they hear gunshots <laughs> outside. So they quickly get up, be like, what the heck is happening? Apparently, there is a coder, like, royalty that's living in the town. And he's just shooting his gun over and over. Um, Luke says he is probably not all there. He believes the world is going to end with Y2K. Which a lot of people did believe. They did. They yes. did. Yes. Apparently, so, we can tell the future and is smarter than everyone. But obviously, if he's shooting guns like that at night, like he, something is off with this character. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. I could barely see this character, too. <laughs> like, I... I was at him. Um, so, very mysterious. That's also why I, I'm just now putting it together that their parents were, were hooking up, because the blue timeline is so... It's such a bad filter. <laughs> like, it's such a bad filter. <laughs> Maybe we got to watch Queer uh, Well, I said Queer Summer. Maybe we got to watch Cruel Summer at it's night old. with, like, the shades drawn. <laughs> Truly, yes. That mm-hmm. probably does help. My living room is so dark, so gotcha. I'm kind of watching it that way. Now... <laughs> Later, Debbie and Steve, everyone really are at a party, but Debbie and Steve are working it um, to court Northland investors. Um, Steve says Megan and Luke are too young to be tied down after Debbie is like, oh, how cute. And Debbie looks a little hurt that Steve does not want his son with her daughter long-term, even though it's like, Debbie, are you going to marry this man? Because, like, <laughs> it's it's giving projection. Mm-hmm. Like, is, like, are you taking this personally because you think this, he's saying something about you? And that, But then it's also just, like, one of these relationships needs to end in order for the other to prosper. So, like, which one do you want it to be? Like... I mean, you would hope, but they can also, like, not and just be trifling. Like, <laughs> I think that's I, I think that's often what happens in these shows, so prepare for it. But I think, I honestly think Steve is the type to, like, be a snob, honestly. Like, I don't oh, yeah, he, he's hella the type. Yeah, so I, I, I'm on Team Debbie of being, like, why would you say that? I'm on team. Debbie needs to leave him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. He's an asshole. <laughs> like, he's terrible. <laughs> we haven't seen much of it yet, but we'll we'll get into it when those actions yes. up. Yes. Um, so next. The kids are also there. Um, Steve ends up talking to someone from um Branson. And he talks about Luke going to Branson one day for the business program. We find out later Luke doesn't want to go, but he won't mm-hmm. tell his dad that. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan supports him. And then he's like, I love you. And then they do the whole, did I say that out loud? And Megan just looks like, oh, this is perfect. I love you, too. Can I just say that TV shows like make such a big deal about the first time that someone tells you that they love you and like it is a big deal it is a big deal it is but I don't know like tv like tv shows and movies they make it seem like this is the like I don't know I feel like there's a way that they like make it so fucking important that it's just like this is like the landmark of a relationship and like Whoever says it first, like, that means something, too. And, like, you can never go back after saying this, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? They make it seem, they make it such a, a final kind of, kind of landmark thing where it's just, like, it is special. It is great. Yeah. But it's not, like, a end-all, be-all. And it's also not a competition of who says it. But it, And it's also, like, 
it shouldn't change the relationship as much as it does in these TV shows. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm a Libra. <laughs> so I'm kind of, te- I'm for it. I'm so for it. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I'm into, I love, I love you. I love it. But I don't think it needs to like, turn the world upside down. Yeah. <laughs> no? and honestly, in their specific situation, it's not shocking. They've been right. friends how long? They've been friends all their lives. Of course you love each other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. True. True. Um, all right. And then. And sorry, one last note on I love oh. you's and TV shows. I also think that, um, the pressure to, to like say it too, or to, or to feel it at a certain point in your relationship is also something that I think can have an effect on like real life too. Like, yeah, it's like the ways that TV portrays this phrase romantically, it it seeps into how we experience it realistically. Right. So Mm -hmm. like if someone hasn't said it and it's been like a certain amount of time, you start to feel like, damn, should I stay in this relationship? Cause does this person love me? I think I love them, or maybe I should be loving them, or, and, you know, love happens, happens. It doesn't. Yeah. It's the whole heteros and the exactly relationship, the relationship like elevator escalator. Yes. What is it? <laughs> I think it's relationship escalator. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're team. Do you love how you live? Okay. Live how you live. Say it when you want to say it or don't say it. <laughs> yep. All right. So, the end of the night, Steve's like, I'm going to play, I think it's a holiday Christmas movie. I don't know. He That's what he thinks he's putting on. Um, instead, At this event. Yes. Instead, what comes on this big old screen for everyone to see is... Um, Luke having sex with someone, <laughs> truly the first time I watched this, I was like, what am I looking at? I just see legs, could not tell you the race of the legs, the, the <laughs> gender of the legs. Um, but everyone at the party quickly assumes it's Isabella because of a pink sweater. A that's pink old- sweater. Her pink sweater, her pink sweater, and (laughs) yes, this like hot pink sweater that she is also wearing at this event. Yes. So everyone immediately turns to Isabella and is just like, "What a best friend you are, man!" Like, "Oh man, you can't believe you," you know. Like it turns into that whole thing, and then um, what makes it even more ambiguous is that Megan like runs out crying, acting all betrayed. And then Luke runs after her and Megan runs after her. So it does kind of come off as like, you mean Megan runs out and then Isabella chases. Mm -hmm. Yes, Megan runs out, Luke and Isabella chase, yes. And so it does come off as looking at like, oh, like possibly Luke and Isabella cheated and Megan is upset. Yeah. Yeah, it was honestly, as a writer, an unfair misdirect. <laughs> it's an unfair misdirect for, like, <laughs> for Isabella to try and grab her to, like, 
come for her, and then she turns on her, and she's like, get off of me, as if she's angry at Isabella, but it's like... Right, exactly. You're not, when we find out, but that's, that's the last of the blue timeline for this episode. Yeah. We, we missed something about the blue timeline. Oh, what was it? Um... Isabella, Isabella letting, like that scene of Isabella letting Megan try on her clothes. Yes. 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 That Do we want to include that or? Yeah. Well, it's out there. Um, which is not shocking. Like Isabella's clothes, I'm sure are freaking amazing. I mean, it's not Megan, shocking at all, but it's a, it's, it's it a, a good, it's a, it's a tidbit. Yeah. Yes. Important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in the green timeline, July 16, 2000, and 2000, Megan, Megan got black eyeliner, y'all. Yeah, black Megan, hair that's like slicked back. It's, it's always looking wet. Always and, looking wet for no, like she got a jerry curl or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah piercings, y'all. Mm-hmm. And a new attitude. So in 2000, she's coding on her computer. Um, she puts whatever she's coding onto a floppy disk. She later questions a man on who talked, and then she doubles the price of whatever info's on that floppy disk, floppy disk, and gets paid. Um, so she's she's dealing with some sketchy characters now. Sidebar, do you think that the intended audience for this show knows what a floppy disk is? <laughs> maybe we should talk about this just in case we don't know who our listeners are, but a floppy disk is um, a square-shaped device that is uh, inserted into, like, the old PC computers, and it saves information. Yes, it's like a USB it's like a USB. Yeah, it's yeah. like a USB. Perfect. <laughs> Can't believe I'm staying here. <laughs> Guessing what a floppy disk is. I, I mean, you it's never true. know. It's you true. never know. Um yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all for it if young ones are watching us. Um <laughs> later. Megan gives Lily, her little sister, money. She's asking for money to go to the movies. Um, But then Megan makes sure to slut shame her and be like, change your top. You look like a slut. Um, She does this all in front of her mother, Debbie. Debbie Debbie has already not seemed like much of a mom. Right. Debbie has taken a backseat in mothering. (laughs) Like, Megan is mothering herself. (laughs) She is on the sofa. She's looking over. She's like, you don't have to be so hard on her. First of all, you're the mom. If you tell her never talk to my other daughter that way again, that should be the end of it. But she said it like it was a suggestion. (laughs) And then Megan comes here and was like, well, if she gets a reputation, it's hard to shake it, which obviously this means. You know, Megan got a reputation, y'all, and that means she had to double down with some black right. eyeliner right. and all right. of the weird things. And why is that, like, always the default for these, like, 90s nostalgia shows when when someone is now, like, edgy? They always got to 
it always resorts to like a grunge look (laughs) or like a matrix look i mean i love the matrix yeah well actually no we haven't seen a matrix look i'm I'm putting that out there yeah someone to do that um it was a thriving subculture i think it was yeah so i think that's that's what it is i know my middle school self wanted to be like emo and like punk so bad so I I mean I just feel like they often resort to like mm-hmm. a very particular niche within that subculture like it's always all black it's always the eyebrow piercing it's always like black hair like there's other ways to show that like this person is now on the dark side like they can have ripped jeans they can sometimes it's not black hair sometimes it's pink hair sometimes it's purple hair sometimes yeah. it's like some kind of dyed hair or no hair yeah. Or, I don't know, I guess I'm just looking for more creativity in well, terms of, like... Well, we are not going to shave big girl's head. You know, know that. You know that. I know that. But I'm looking for more creativity when it comes to showing that this character is either, like, depressed or, like, over it or, like, a loner now or, or whatever it is. Like, I think they could be more creative. Well, let's be honest. Is Megan herself creative? True. <laughs> this is the Megan Dragon. I mean, the most that they do with the so like the black girl goes from like really like bright and bubbly clothing yeah. and like her hair is always out and she has this like mm-hmm. blonde streak in her curly hair to yeah she also ends up wearing dark clothes and they just like tie her hair back they just give her a low ponytail it's straight hair too oh you're right it is straight I hair too I feel like she really it kind of shows that she assimilates a little bit. Right. Yeah. And it, right. she does start looking like boring herself. She she's does. Like, she's obviously so gorgeous, but like, yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> on, then we find out the ocean bloom is canceled. Debbie is on bed. So. <laughs> Debbie is on meds, so big, big changes are happening. Megan later stops um, when she sees a cop drive by. She's, like, on a pier or something. So we know Megan's kind of, like, keeping the eye out for the cops, a little shifty. And then she sees a missing persons poster. Mm-hmm. We don't see whose face is on that poster. Yeah, the face is, like, ripped off. Yes. Parker shows up. And she says this never would have happened if she didn't come to town. And Megan agrees. And they're talking about the black girl, y'all. They sure are. So is this racism or <laughs> or is this something else? I, I don't know because we're still missing so much info. But right now it does feel like it's very much an Isabella is the scapegoat. But then, again, I'm I'm a little so a little suspicious of Isabella myself because what's on that 1998 floppy disk? What happened in 1998, Isabella? I mean, maybe it's none of our business. Maybe maybe it's not a bad thing on that floppy disk. Maybe it's like a home video of her and her family. Like she is away from her family. Maybe she needed to bring something with her. 
that's a memento of them. Like we don't need to assume it's something that she's hiding. It could be something that she's keeping close because it's personal in like a, in a different kind of way. It's what a Scorpio would say. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't think that, like, I feel like we might find out that it's, it's not something negative. Okay. Yes, it is suspicious that she moves all the time, that she travels all the time, whatever. But she did say that her parents, aren't her parents like the UN something? Like, <laughs> am I wrong? I, I not. I like, they say something, they do some kind of, of prestigious job that involves like traveling a lot. But do and, I really know that? I don't think, I really like watched hard to prepare for this podcast. We do not hear what her parents do. And, and this is the problem with how they're writing this black girl. Because like she doesn't have like any backstory, like a, a clarified black story. I said black story. A clarified backstory <laughs> that anchors her to something, right? Like they just mm-hmm. kind of make it seem like she's in this town and her sole mission is to become best friends with this white girl. Like this white girl needs to like me. Like she's yeah. just seeking this validation hard. Yeah. And we don't we don't really know much about who she is outside of being a bad bitch and wanting to be best friends with this white girl. Yeah. True. It is also mm-hmm. a mystery. So I I yes. give a little bit of slack of like okay, I know why you're not giving us her whole backstory right now. Leave something to the imagination, but it's it's wild. It's wild. So, um, yeah, Debbie later overhears um, the lake is closed. Oh, no, no, no. This is Megan. Megan overhears that the lake is closed because a body was found when she's picking up meds at the pharmacy. She then books it over to that lake house and she's cleaning blood, scrubbing like Cinderella, hands and knees on the floor, scrubbing this blood, looking terrified. First of all, sloppy, like, <laughs> like, sloppy. How how do you let blood like dry? Like how do like you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we don't know like how long that blood has been there or or who that blood belongs to. But like, how do you like remember that you need to clean up blood? How do you like? You How do you not clean it up in the moment that it sheds? Like after it sheds or something? How do you like? How do you not remember you need to clean up blood? Yeah, like you were literally doing errands, and then was like, oh right? My God. You were living your life, coding, slut shaming your sister, <laughs> disrespecting your mom, picking up picking up your meds. You know, kicking with this other girl about how your black friend is the reason why the town is fucked up. And and then you remember you gotta go clean up a possible crime scene. She's a terrible criminal. She's a terrible criminal. <laughs> She's a terrible criminal. Like does and does she even know like the proper like chemicals to use to like make sure that there's no which is actually something to, to Google just in case. No, it's know. not something to Google. It's not <laughs> never <laughs> Well, I'm not going to help criminals on this podcast, but it would be dumb. 
dumb as hell of you to Google how to clean up blood like that <laughs> and then go and do it. My thing is, I know homegirl smart. She wants to be in computer science. First of all, something that I also think is kind of inconsistent and one of the timelines, we see her have, like, three monitors, computer monitors. It's like, I thought you were broke. Um, <laughs> but she is definitely on the black web. And she, dark definitely. Web. We can look definitely. up whatever she wants there. So I, I think. Oh, so that's where you got to look up how to clean. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't give tips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so something happened at that lake house for sure um lastly in this timeline megan goes to the lake and she we see a body get carried out um and steve goes up he looks right in uh which is actually kind of wild because like wild. They, they don't let you do that they don't <laughs> let you do that in real life no. <laughs> they do not let you do that but uh, he goes up. He's like, it's Luke. Uh, and Isabel pops up out of nowhere looking alive. Because the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, Isabella dead for sure. I knew it had to be the boyfriend that's dead. I, yeah. I knew it. I knew that, like, the two main girls were going to be a part of whatever the mystery is. But anyway, Isabella runs up on Megan. And it's just like, we got to get our story straight Sloppy number two, dumb Sloppy and dumber. Two. She says that shit in in front. There's mad people at, at the lake trying to see yeah, who this body is. And she, she doesn't even whisper it. She doesn't even no. like, she doesn't even lip sync it. She, she's not even like, you know, like she doesn't even lip sync it. She says it out into the air for the air to catch it and for ears, for it to enter the ears of people next to her. So dumb. Like, so dumb. So dumb. But no one They're going to get caught. They're going to get caught. I guess no one hears. No um, one hears. So the rest of the season is going to be about what happened to Luke. What happened to Luke? Who so did? So what are your theories at this point <laughs> of what happened to Luke? I think that it was an accident. Oh, wait, it's allowed? You can repeat. The train came right when you started. Okay. I think it was an accident. I don't think anyone was intentionally killed. I think maybe there was a fight or an argument and someone was accidentally killed in the process. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think after the vibe of season one, it can't be an accident. So you think there is something sinister going on? There absolutely has to be something sinister. Like, that's what this type of show is. Well, if there, okay, if there is something sinister, I I don't think it's a black girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's a black girl. I think... But damn, I don't think it's the white girl either. The white girl doesn't have it in her, I don't think. Well, maybe she does. Because we yeah. don't know about that tape yet. We don't know what the truth of the tape yet is. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think it might be too early to say like how. No, I like speculating. Let's see. I mean, we we heard gunshots at one point. Yes. And we wouldn't hear that if that's not important somehow. Yeah. So that's one clue. Um, and, and yeah, because Megan remembered that there's blood, clearly this, clearly Luke didn't drown. Like mm-hmm. blood was shed and maybe it, it happened in that cabin mm-hmm. or lake house, whichever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess they dumped his body afterwards. Sloppy. 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 Very sloppy. I think both of them were involved. Because, I don't know. They were. Why else do they need to get their stories straight? They do. But I'm talking about, like, who did it, did it? Because you're saying, like, this ain't the black girl's fault. I'm just hoping it's not the black girl. I know you're hoping. I know you're hoping. But this is fun. Because, like, we could be on the opposite sides of this. Because I think it's, I think it's going to be both, but I think, okay. I think one of them, I think Isabella did something or like, I think Isabella, okay, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to think because also Megan's not like mourning and she was like, a, like I said, she was getting it in with this boy. They were childhood friends. We don't spend a lot of time of her actually mourning. Um, I don't know. I feel like she just is more obsessed of, am I going to get caught? You know, it's like, it's not a guilt thing. So I think Luke himself, not to victim blame, but to victim blame. (laughs) I I think Luke himself goes down a certain road that then it makes it easier for, let's say, Isabella to turn Megan against him. So it was two girls against Luke in that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I Okay. I think that... I think that, yes. Something must have happened between Luke and Megan. I still think Megan incited the killing. And I think Isabella is is trying to cover it up. Okay. That's how I feel. Um, and I feel like, uh, like, is, is the writer Dinah's? mentioned in this episode it is wait it is because they jump off because they jump off that cliff so yeah i think like isabella really takes that to heart and i feel like she will she will go to the ends of the earth to protect this white girl so i feel like this white girl did it and that's why she's not mourning because she knows she probably feels justified for whatever reason she killed this boy we know that his father is Steve and Steve is trash. The apple does not fall far from the tree. So we might find out that there's something fucked up about Luke. And I think it has to do with this tape. I think that like something about this tape 
comes out about Luke and maybe it disrupts maybe it disrupts something within this trio. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There really isn't a lot to work with in terms of like getting from point A to point B of like yeah. how it's too early. But yeah, yeah my main episodes. Hmm? We got more episodes. Yes. My main idea, though, is that I think Megan did it. Isabella's covering it up. Okay. And I think I think Luke might be sketch himself. Isabella yeah. is able to take an opportunity. Yeah, Luke is sketchy. Luke for is the sketchy. two girls to get together and team up against him. But I think there's another person at play because why else would... Megan be like upset about whoever told. Remember when she was on her computer? I I don't even know if that was part of it. You know, like I feel like I, what I got from it is that Megan doesn't go to um, Washington University at all, and so instead she's at home. She's coding, doing things on the dark web, and like selling stuff off to people for money mm. to cover. Debbie and Lily. So why is she saying you told? She said someone told, and I don't know. I oh, you think okay, 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 okay. okay. I think someone. I think there's another Maybe person the in this in equation. Lake. That's how it leads to the body in the lake, is what you're saying. Yeah, I think there's another mm. person in this equation. I think it's the black boy. Jess, that is his name, right? I've been calling him I. I don't know. Mr. High Top is yes, Jess. Um, maybe that's possible. I really thought they were separate situations and we're just like, oh, this is her job now. But maybe not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is there any anything else? Um, any thoughts on this? I did part of me wanted to ask what the blackest moment is of this episode <laughs> and what's the um, most bisexual moment just to try <laughs> and align it with this podcast. <laughs> I also want to know like who's cunty or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isabella's definitely cunty. Absolutely. Um, Megan in the first timeline is not. No, not at all. <laughs> I think she's cunty in the third timeline. Oh, <laughs> slut shaming her. <laughs> oh girl, all this girl wanted to do was go to the freaking movies. I know, I know. dragged her. But I also think being a, a dark web coder is pretty cunty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can like blackmail the governor or something. <laughs> exactly. I loved for them to just to make sure you know Steve is important. They almost always name drop like the governor's on the phone or like Judge mm. So and So is over here. And it's mm-hmm, like okay, like mm-hmm. we get it, we get it. Steve is definitely not cunty. No. No. Okay. What's the blackest moment of this episode? The blackest there? moment. I think it's just Isabella's um, hair in the summer. Yeah. I would give that hair an award. I, 
I love it so much. It makes me think of when I was younger. I wanted to do those like stupid blonde extensions, but they're straight. So it would have just, it would have not gone with my hair. Mm -hmm. But for Mm -hmm. her, she has those blonde streaks that should not work, but work. But they do work. They do work. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like um her the way that she is just so unfazed about the people in this town feels very black. Like the way that she just like walks down the street and like like she just exudes this this hyper confidence. Absolutely. Mhm. Um But then uh, that disappears by the third timeline. I'm excited to see what that changes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. Um, do we have a bisexual moment <laughs> at all? Uh Spice Girls. Spice Girls. When they were watching the Spice Girls music video. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, the first time I watched it, I thought Megan was queer as well because of um, the boat scene when she's on the dock, Luke is about to go out with the friends. Um, and the two girls are in the back. Okay. The two girls are in the back and they're looking at Megan and they're like, yeah, you never come. And Megan looks like kind of shy and awkward. I thought, she was mm. like, oh, my God, these, like, hot girls, like, mm. like, I had such a different read the first time around. And then it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I I thought she was straight. Yeah. I thought she was straight. Okay. I, I don't I know. I say that's my bisexual moment. <laughs> Cause, okay. That was my read. Okay. That is a good bisexual moment. Thanks. <laughs> Do you have any? <laughs> oh, I saw the Spice Girls when they were oh, watching yeah, the Spice yeah, Girls okay, and singing okay, along. Okay. Mm-hmm. My bad, my bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it. I would do a whole predictions thing, but we certainly watched the second and third episode. So we will just be back for um, a future episode talking about those. Um, please comment if you have your own theories like and subscribe to keep track of future content alicia do you want people to follow you anyway sure uh my ig is a l i s h a period a c q u a y e yeah and check out um, everything that's in the notes or under the description. I will put a link there. So thank you for joining us and have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.